today on Bell and the Birdman, Jason Garrett's been fired by the Giants. Also, who's got the better future, Daniel Jones or Jalen Hurts? We'll talk about it with special guest Steve Trevelis. But first, from Last Out Media Studios, Taylor, hit the music! I am uh, so excited to get uh, Bell and the Birdman episode 35 uh, underway. As uh, you probably heard Vince Quinn in the intro, very excited as well. We have got a very special guest along with us here, Vince Quinn. Why don't you tell us about the the perfect the perfect guest for Giants Week? Because not only from WIP, but New Jersey 101, grew up a Giants fan, uh, certainly gave me shit every Friday night uh, coming into WIP Studios uh, Vince Quinn, who do we have with us? Yeah, today? so a uh, very funny guy, one of my favorite people in radio, and just one of my favorite people, period. Steve Trevelis hey! is here on the show. Hey! Hello, Trev. What's going on, man? Cheers to you, Trev. I'm doing good. Salute. I'm uh, feeling much better now that uh, Jason Garrett is no longer the offensive coordinator <laughs> of the Giants. <laughs> yeah, let's get into that right away. Emancipated. What a what a disaster last night! As, uh, we're recording this on a on a Tuesday, obviously, but uh, you were almost exhilarated once uh, you you jumped on with us. Uh, we couldn't even we couldn't even hit record fast enough to to say why why are you so happy that Jason Garrett's fired? See, you guys thought I was real happy just to be on with you, and I was. But then that added to the happiness, and really, you know, there's so little in life that gets me happy lately. Being on with Bell and the Birdman and, and Jason Garrett being fired as the broadcast is about to start is just made my day. I don't know if Thanksgiving is going to be able to top this. Thank God there'll <laughs> be macaroni on the table. I will be able to somehow match this moment. Well, let me ask you, because first, like the moment Jason Garrett was hired, my thought was, what the hell are they doing? You know what I mean? Like, did you have that same thought? Because we watched him in Dallas for all those years. What were they thinking, Dref? Like, how did they think this could work? Here's what they were thinking. Jason Garrett was the uh, backup quarterback to the Giants that went to the Super Bowl in 2000. He backed up Kerry Collins, uh, Princeton graduate, longtime friend of the Mara family, Goes to Dallas, you know, yes, Jerry, yes, Jerry, yes, Jerry. Jerry takes the play calling away from him in 2012. Uh, but Garrett just put up with Jerry Jones. So here you got the Giants with a brand new head coach who'd never been anything more than a special teams coach before, but he had the resume. So Belichick gives Mara Joe Judge. He brings in Joe Judge, brand new head coach, nothing more than a special teams, but he knows people. He knows Nick Saban. He knows Belichick. So uh, how could this go wrong? Let's give him a little stability, a little experience uh, in head coaching. Let's give him a former head coach who just won a division uh, and had the number one offense. So they bring in Jason Garrett. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> well, we've seen that. But you know what? <clears throat> they they the pro they had Daniel Jones. The biggest problem with the Giants, which is the Eagles' strength, they don't have an offensive line. Yeah, it's just unbelievable that you know they've they've let Daniel Jones kind of get into wherever they're at, and especially with not investing in in O line or anything like this. Steve is very very good with his phone, by the way. I don't. I'm, you should be out on the field with the Giants I with those kind of catching the skills. Phone. I, I dropped the phone. 
I love is this how freaking? Yeah, I, I was like, "Is this an affront?" He's the phone's in his crotch. Like, is he trying to say something to us? I, I don't know what's you know, going on. Here. That was a big mic drop right there. It's yeah. just like, yeah, Freddie Kitchens, bang. Um, it's, uh, yeah, really. Yeah, that was it. I was making a point. I didn't drop the phone. I was making a point. Yeah. Well, that's so, the only points yeah. the Giants make. Well, yeah, anyway. yeah. And, oh, and, look at this. But but even with Freddie Kitchens is probably going to have right. the same Jason Garrett syndrome because in Cleveland, there's a pretty decent offensive line there. You've got two pretty talented running backs. Baker Mayfield is, I'm, I don't know what he is now, but, you know, like, to your point, got the best out of him, understood all that, had a really good defense on the other side, too. So, like, I think both offensive coordinators are going to run into the same problem. Saquon Barkley, unfortunately, is not a guard or a tackle or a center. So that's still or a running back or a running back at this point now, too. And they've ruined him because of that offensive line. They're ruining whatever chance they have of Daniel Jones becoming something uh, into this. But like, do you honestly but you believe that, though, like this is you're going to get a better version of Daniel Jones with Freddie Kitchens than you were with Jason no, Garrett? I don't know if I'm going to get a better version. I'm hoping and I'm expecting that the reason <laughs> they did this was to get a more uh, gutsier version, someone who try to move the ball down the field, someone who will stop throwing the slant, the uh, the hook pat, you know, pattern, and start throwing slants. Someone who maybe when you spend seventy two million dollars to get a deep threat like Kenny Galladay, will <laughs> let him go long and throw the ball yes. to him, you know, and start you know abandoning that. Someone who you know, as far as Freddie Kitchens and Baker Mayfield, when they were together that first year. Kitchens was able to get the most out of Mayfield. Mm -hmm. If he can get that out of Daniel Jones, let's just see what you got here. Well, what and is if the not, most? If he's been through three coordinators and it still ain't working, then you got you know then you got to move on. But, what, but what's this the most? Trev? Like Daniel what, Jones' what is last chance. Who who is Daniel Jones? What is Daniel like, Jones? Yeah, like what do you think his ceiling is? Because we talk about Hurts a lot, right? Like me and John and, and just everybody. Right. I mean, I mean, you yeah. know what the deal is, like with WIP. I mean, we're talking about Jalen Hurts all the time and what you think he can be. I mean, I'm in the ballpark of. And, and John is, too, somewhere between, like, 10th best to 15th best quarterback. If he really figures things out year in and year out, he can be that kind of guy. Like, what is what is Daniel Jones' ceiling to you? Does he have a ceiling at this point? Daniel Jones, can he can easily be a top-10 quarterback. He's just got to get the coaching. He's got the tools. He's a five-tool player. He can throw the deep ball. He can throw it accurately. He can run. He's got the speed. He's a 4.0 grade point average at Duke. He's a smart kid. He knows what he's doing. It's just the idea that... He literally, week after week after week, the giant offense, the starting offense, has never been on the field together in the time he's been there. He Crazy. gets no help. He gets no blocking. They went out and spent all this money uh, in free agency this year, and it's just a bunch of guys that sit on IR. And then you see the game starts, and he's throwing to the same guys like C.J. Board that he was throwing to last year. Mm -hmm. He gets no help whatsoever. Blocking, defense, nothing. So it's like, and th and then he, and, and to make it worse, he's got Jason Garrett as his offensive coordinator. Daniel looked good the first year with Sherman; he was promising. But then all of a sudden, everything closed up. What you know, the biggest problem that they've got is is their playmaker. As far as Saquon goes, Saquon, like they, they compare him to Barry Sanders. Every time he gets the ball. He's like Barney Rubble. We know the Joe Wechter when, when uh, and the, the music he played when Joe Wechter was off the air. The -da -da -da. That's what I hear in my head every time he gets the ball. And, you know, you, they bring in this guy, Devontae Booker. He puts his head down. He runs through the line. He gets like eight, nine yards. 
feels Saquon, by, by the it, by the way, one. Steve, I hate to interrupt you, but right. like that is literally what is up with Penn State running backs? It's the same discussion we're having with Jordan Howard and Miles Sanders on this side of the aisle. Like it's just what yeah. what's the deal? <laughs> it's all or nothing. Yeah, it's all or nothing. You know, it's that it's that, you know, the the Barney Rubble, the happy feet. If it works, if they break, they're gonna break one. And then they're going to get for every one they break, they'll be like 10 to 15, one yard, two yard behind the line of scrimmage. And when you got no line, you can't afford Saquon Bar, you know, that Saquon Barkley back there. Then they go to get this other guy, he puts his head down, and the other running backs are able to move the ball. Kenny Galladay, they get this guy, Kadarius Tony, great playmaker. Last night, they have all their playmakers on the field except for Sterling Shepard. And, and they had the tackle came back, Andrew Thomas, so he could block. Last night, they targeted Kenny Galladay twice and Kadarius Toney twice. How do you expect to do anything with that? You know, <laughs> and, and this is the problem that they've got. And again, if, you, if you're a quarterback and you realize, like Russell Wilson, I have no offensive line. I got to make this work. So then you go out there and put the game on your back and run around and do something until somebody gets open. Well, and see, and that's, that, that's, that I'm hoping pitches can bring out. Maybe, maybe I'm overstepping. No, I, in fact, I know I'm not overstepping my bounds here. If that's really the difference in between, like what you're saying is going to make uh, Jones successful in the long run, is to be like, you know what, I just got to put this, I just got to put this on my back, and I'm going to take you there. You know who does that right now? Right, Jalen Hurts. And he doesn't have the five tools, yeah. and he's. Pro- I don't know. I don't know what he didn't go to Duke. He's you know, got that obviously. Tool. But I mean, Alabama's yeah. doesn't 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 pump out dummies, and I don't think Oklahoma pumps out a lot of dummies either. So, like, I just look at the difference between these two quarterbacks in particular. And first and foremost, let me just say this: I, I can't believe we've made it almost like fifteen minutes into talking to you and said this game's already over on Sunday. I'm very sorry about the loss, but there's no way. You, there's no real possible way I could see, you know, the Giants beating the Eagles with what has been transpiring over the last couple of weeks, unless, you know, like you're saying, Freddie Kitchens has that little magical touch. But I just feel as though Jalen Hurts, I would even say Daniel Jones is more talented. Yes, 100% for the reasons that you described, but he's not going to be more successful. And I don't think that's just because of the front office or well, Joe Judge. It depends on what he does. Or, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But up here, it I don't know. It depends on what happens in the future. On both on both sides, you know, will he be more successful? Who knows? If they cut Daniel Jones and Daniel Jones goes to another team with a good coach, say Belichick gets, mm-hmm. who knows what he could be? Mm-hmm. Look at Mac Jones. You know, look at Belichick with Mac Jones. You know, or if maybe not Freddie Kitchens, but maybe if next year the new guy comes in or whatever, and he's able to bring out the best. When there's talent, when you you know, we both agree there's talent there. Yes. Now, can somebody bring out the best in that talent? As far as this Sunday. Could the Giants win on Sunday? If they come in pissed off, they could win. If they come in, you know, with enough of this, they could win. The Eagles are not world beaters. They're, you know, they have their flaws just like the Giants do. But, you know, now maybe if there's a shakeup, if they start attacking, if the defense play, I mean, what they did to beat the Raiders with this bend, don't break, you can't do to Tom Brady. You give Tom Brady a half hour to sit back there and not rush him, you know, yeah. Jalen Hurts, the Eagle offensive line is what will win the game because he'll have all day to throw. Exactly. You give Jalen Hurts all day to throw. If I give you all day to throw, <laughs> you're going to pick that defense apart. Yeah, and eight yards they of carry. Literally, yeah. Giants have no pass. All American arm right yeah. here. You see that? Yeah, the Barcher arm. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know, yeah, like you watched what? last night. Go watch the game. Brady yeah. drops back, and in your head, do 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 do. 
Yeah, and, and then, of course, Brady says the ultimate thing once you get in the red zone, and if you're doing that bend-don't-break shit, uh, he's just going to hand the ball off for from the 20 in, on in, and you're exhausted by that point. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. That, that's... And they're too tired to rush him. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I, yeah, Vince, I don't I don't know if you kind of seeing seeing eye-to-eye, but, like, there's... There's no doubt in my mind that Jalen Hurts is going to be a more successful quarterback than, than Daniel Jones just because of the killer instinct, the this is my team mentality. Like, I don't know. He didn't learn any of that, apparently, at Duke. Well, here, here's the thing. <laughs> I mean, part of it is, like, for me, Daniel Jones well, panics. Da- Daniel Jones panics sometimes, and he might be broken now. Like, the same way Wentz became kind of a broken guy, like he dealt with all the Nick Foles stuff, his mental changed, and, like, it's just all been different. Uh, for Daniel Jones, and this happens with a lot of young guys, uh, David Carr. All those years ago, David, not Derek, David Carr, when he got drafted by the Texans, sacked all the time, became out of the league, you know? So for me, I look at Daniel Jones, he's Marcus Mariota. It's it's Marcus Mariota all over again. He's he's a great athlete, and he's he's a smart guy, but he's not a great quarterback. Like, there's something else mentally to be able to sit in the pocket, take hits, make plays, and, and good reads as well. Because being smart, like, sometimes smart guys make dumb reads, Case in point, Ryan Fitzpatrick going to Harvard. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that guy's made some of the worst reads you'll ever see in your life. He's also made some of the best reads, but he's also made a lot of the worst. So trying to figure out where all that's going to go. And, like, Trev, you're, you're at an interesting point of all this because, obviously, keeping an eye on the Eagles and watching the Giants all the time, I'm with John. I would rather have Jalen Hurts. Like, it's I, I never liked – we've always yelled about Daniel Jones, me and you. I've always told you I thought Daniel Jones sucked. But for all the times that you've been able to – you don't think he sucks at all? Again, Would you take him you over Hurts right look, now? Not at all. You look at the situation that he's being put in. Look at the situation. You know, Hurts has had some horrible games. He had a, the last couple of games have been better. But again, you know, mm-hmm. it's too early in both their careers to see what they're going to do. I think that uh, Daniel Jones has more tools. Hurts right now is more savvy. Let's see what happens. You know, let's see what happens, I guess, in the next seven games or what happens down the line. What's great about Jalen Hurts is he's got an incredible offensive line to play behind. He's got the time to think it through to make plays. He's not getting shell-shocked every time he gets the ball. And he's he's not saddled with an offensive coordinator who won't take any chances. You know, you can only do so much with both hands cuffed behind your back with, you know, let's see what happens now uh, in the next seven games. You know, and as far as Hurts goes, let's see what happens now as this bomb. The Eagles won't even name him the starting quarterback. So let's see what happens now. Sirianni's talking last week about uh, yeah, he was choking up on the sidelines when they asked him about Jalen Hurts on how they, they bombed on Fridays and they talk about music. Let's see if Hurts and Sirianni, if that bond grows. Or as you yourself say, get rid of Jalen Hurts, bring in Russell Wilson. So, you know, where are we with it? Is he the greatest quarterback on earth? Or is he the guy we want to ship out of town for Russell Well, I'll say this. For the first time in in my Bell and the Birdman life, I've had the slightest sec. I had one moment. We're winning, everybody. I had one moment where I second-guessed it. Second thoughts now. I did. I actually, I I did. The bandwagon's gone. No, it's it's not Go gone. Ahead. It's not gone. I'm still in the Russell no, Wilson bandwagon. I'm still Parked there. Outside with the engine running. <laughs> no, no. I just I was like, <laughs> okay. Gone. I mean, I've been I've been putting a lot of mileage on this train already. I wonder if it needs like a little tune up at the shop. You, or, you know what I mean? Like that's where it is. It's <laughs> yeah, it's been rolling right. for a while, and I, I'm starting to question uh-huh. things a little bit. I had, I had a moment's hesitation. Right. Still in the Russell Wilson bandwagon, though. You, I'm not I'm not off there yet. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh-huh. and, and to to me to to your point, here's I will admit this. 
if Daniel Jones is in playing for the Philadelphia Eagles right now, I actually think the Eagles have more offensive output because you're able to go attack with Devontae Smith and his route running and they you know, let him. so on and so on and so on. Oh, and so yeah, on. I don't buy that at all. No, you don't buy that at all. I no. I absolutely do. I, I don't think if Jones were on no. the Eagles, they'd be a better team. No, I because yeah. you would have more uh, this year. Tools, this you year, would have more weapons. I would agree. A, but for one thing, let's say this: he'd have an offensive line to play behind. Him. Yes. Yeah, and a he'd great an running offensive. game. Let's see what he does with actual blocking. He's never had that. Dan, yeah. yeah, Jones would be and phenomenal because they've got great I, blocking. I think he's a great backup. Gi- Giants have no offensive line, so they have no running. <laughs> he's game. a great backup. And no Daniel Jones, yeah, Man. I think he's a great backup. I don't, I don't see that. I think he's he's definitely a starter. No. I just don't, I just don't. He's a starter. I, I, he reminds me of Ryan Tannehill's situation because Ryan Tannehill coming into the league had all the same kind of tangibles that Jones has. In fact, the the deep arm, very accurate. You know good sensibility in the pocket, uh, and with him, he does have legs. He should be able to run like Jalen Hurts is. Yeah. Like they have, they, in fact, I believe he's faster than, than he is just by a slight hair. They're very close. So, like, if you're running RPO. Well, look at that run. Yes. the Eagles where he fell down. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's it. Well, we all remember that. I, I make sure to uh, replay that yep. every, every chance I can get. But, uh, but, oh, I haven't forgotten it either. <laughs> If you're running RPO with Nick Sirianni and Daniel Jones, it would be one of the most successful offenses in the NFL. And that's that that's yeah. hard for it's me to say, but that's with true. Jason Garrett. And not running with Jason Garrett. Well, I don't know if Stane, uh, Shane Steichen is any better. I, I still don't know what he does yet. Maybe he ends up being the Frank Reich of this whole whole operation at the end of the day. But I I, you know, I can't handle I that. Okay, if, if it turns out <laughs> that Shane Steichen is like the mastermind behind all, this, behind all this, he gets a job somewhere else, and then the team crumbles again. I'm finding a new team. I'm just I'm finding a new team. I'm going elsewhere. I can't I can't take it. Shane Steichen and Jeff Stoutland are the two masterminds behind Nick Sirianni. I think that's what we discovered here. It sounds like a law firm. <laughs> Steichen, Steichen, and Steichen and Stoutland. Steichen and Stoutland. Is anybody thinking about passing? We'll fuck them up for you. Yeah, here's the run game. Uh, um, I, well, and let's let's flip to the to the Eagles side because this is what's great about. I mean, like you have you have the perfect perspective uh, between Giants and Eagles. That's that's why you're here. And first and foremost, before oh, we get this to is that, my week. Yeah, this is this is prime time for Steve Travellis. Have you uh, noticed these things hanging around? By the way, Steve, have you seen these liquid death cans anywhere? Around where you're at? Uh, I have not seen them, but so, tell me about them. So they are, it is, I mean, I don't, as you can tell, this is right up your MMR days. This is all, this is, this is uh, the. YSP. Uh, YSP. I just said MMR for like an you idiot. And, and yet I've seen your beautiful face in the old 400 market studio billions of times with, uh, how old are you in that headshot? Like twenty five. Yeah, you don't have to say how old you are talk. now. Just say how old you are in the headshot. That That's picture all. could talk. Yeah, <laughs> with the lightning behind all of the the old logo, the old YSP logo, which I absolutely love. So sure. yeah, listen, listen to me making making big. But in your in your YSP days, you would have been drinking these yes. left and right, my friend. This is this is uh, mountain water from the Alps. Last night I wanted liquid death. <laughs> yeah, I bet you did. It, not, it I could... wanted it in the fourth quarter. <laughs> I was going to inject it into my eyeball. <laughs> all, all of uh, New York and New Jersey, I think, are, are right there with you as well. But this, this isn't actually like bleach, and it won't harm you. This will actually make you. This will murder your thirst, unbelievably, and save the there planet while doing it. So, Steve, I want to send you a case of Liquid Death just to see if you if uh, you like oh, thank it. Thank you. Are you a Are you a bubbles guy or are you just a flat water guy? Do you like? Celtics? I'm a flat water guy. Perfect. And we're going to yeah. send you the uh, a case of. Uh, 
of uh, of the white cans here. Oh, wow. Because uh, it yeah. is, yeah, like it's sixteen point nine ounces of of pure mountain water in a uh, in a can, and uh, it's a conversation starter because we have been pulled over by cops before, and there was there was a couple <laughs> of people in here that like felt bad because they were going up to uh, one of our clients said that they were going up to a Dunkin' Donuts and were so embarrassed that the lady thought she was drinking beer at nine a.m. that she went back in line to re-explain that it's water. <laughs> so like. Uh, wow. It's uh, it's fantastic. So instead of a PBA card, you give that to the cop. Exactly. <laughs> it's Good. just water, <laughs> and it gets you out of a ticket. Hey, yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's just water. Sorry for pulling you over. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, definitely uh, let us know uh, what you think of uh, of Liquid Death, and if you're already a fan or Absolutely. thinking about uh, getting Liquid Death, just go to liquiddeath.com/bell. Free shipping on every single case that goes to you, and it helps us. It's the best way to help out the podcast overall. Uh, but Steve, getting back to the Eagles now. Um, yes. What do you make of them? Is this just like I, I imagine you want to say they're just playing bad teams and they have a good run game? Is that kind of where your your head is at, or do you think that they are a playoff contender at this point? You know, many times I have seen this play out over the years, where the Eagles catch fire in the second half where they go out, they get their brains beat in in the first half, and then all of a sudden, I saw it during the Andy Reid era, I saw it, you know, subsequent, and used to as, as well as you have, yep. you know, where they catch fire in the second half, how far can they go, and amazingly, the schedule gets, you know, ridiculously light, you know, the Giants twice, the Jets, you know, where's, where's the competition? Dallas, and by that time, look at Dallas lately, they're coming back to earth. So, yeah, I can see the Eagles catching fire now. I think that they're gelling. And most importantly, they have the offensive line. They have the offensive line. They have the defensive line. The defense is actually playing better now. And it also helps that the teams aren't as good. So if you are going to gel, this is the time to do it. But, you know, it's funny how uh, I was thinking about this. You know, in Philadelphia, what do we do? We kill them until we love them. You know, two weeks ago, Nick Sirianni doesn't belong in the NFL. Uh, Jalen Hurts is not a pro quarterback. Uh, everybody's got to go. What are we going to do next year? How he's got to go. And now all of a sudden, everybody's a genius. Everybody's in love. <laughs> you know, it's like, uh, what could possibly go wrong? Oh, my God. You know, and Miles Sanders fumbles the ball. Uh, but now you look at like that game, you know, look at the game last week. You know, they they really, they, they put it all together. Now, granted. The Saints had nobody, but still, they had the chance to put it all together. And when you get those games, you learn from those games, and the players experience it. They say, this is what it can be like. We want to get back here. And it's such a great thing to give them that game, give them that experience. And the Eagles are now stacking wins. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, as far as like this weekend, could they, you know, will they beat the Giants? I don't know. I, I want to say I wish the Giants could win this game as a Giant fan. But, you know, you look at the momentum the Eagles have. You look at what that stadium is going to be like. They should have John Runyon introduce Michael Strahan. <laughs> all the Eagle fans are going to be at Life Stadium on Michael Strahan Day, right? So, once again, I, I went to Eli Manning Day and watched John Mary get booed as the Falcons beat the Giants. Then they celebrated the Super Bowl team as the Rams beat the Giants. Mm. All the Giants do is look back and remember as they get their brains beat in week after week. <laughs> but the Eagles, they're like a wine. They improve with age. So can they go to the playoffs? I don't see why not. I mean, who's going to give them competition? They have no competition between now and the playoffs. 
No, the the schedule's incredibly weak, and that's the that's the beautiful thing of this. It's like all these division games that usually it's like, oh my god, the NFC East, and what are you going to do, and who's going to come out on top? Like Dallas is pretty much settled. We're going to see where that goes. They've lost a couple now back to back. We'll see where it goes, but you have them at the last game. Otherwise, Washington. I mean, they're fine. They're a team that exists. I can't say there's anything remarkable about them. The Jets suck. Uh, you know that. So like. Uh, Right. What what is there? I mean, is there a game where they probably do something stupid and they lose a game like Definitely. thirty-five right. to thirty-three or whatever? Yeah, I I can see that happening. But if you're gonna win five of your next six or whatever it is, then who cares? Like you're you're gonna be really really good. Yeah. You're talking nine ten wins. I could see them losing one game to the Giants as the Giants try to salvage their season and have something to point to. And as a Giant fan, with my luck, it would be, oh, well, now we can keep them all another year. Look what they did. <laughs> yeah. Because if you remember, when Gettleman came in, right, when Gettleman came in and they were deciding whether or not to move on from Eli Manning, what did Gettleman use as his defense? He threw for 400 yards against the Eagles in the second to last game of the season when all was all was done, said and done, and made no difference. But based on that, we shall stick with Eli another year. So I can see the Giants like beating them and then using that. Oh, now we can keep Gettleman. Now we can keep them all and another year of disaster. So we should tank but that game, is what you're that, saying. We we should tank that game hard and keep Gettleman around because we tanked last year and Joe Judge was not happy the about game that. Hard for the and screwed the Giants. Yeah, That's <laughs> enough. Thank you for that. Damn right we did. That was the best thing ever, by the way. Seeing how Devonte Smith has been playing this year, no regrets. Oh boy, none, none. Tanking was the best you thing they ever did. Yeah, I, I can, Tony's going to look good, and they both got multiple draft choices. How about this, Vince Quinn? What if the Giants were to trade for Russell Wilson? Oh, boy. I t- oh, very, God. You know, it's they very got possible. Dra- they got two number one draft picks. It's very possible. Dun, 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 dun. I, I, almost, I almost threw up. I almost threw up. Well, well, I, <laughs> well let me ask you this. But before Vince throws up, isn't he going into the exact That's my sinister laugh. Isn't he going to the exact same situation he's trying to get out of with the offensive line stuff? No, because he'd be doing it in New York and the wife could be an actress and uh, he's in the, the he's in the Big Apple and uh, you know. How come you've never It's you Rome. Didn't, you didn't bring you that up make? once? You didn't even think about that once, Vince Quinn? You just got hepped up on Chris Mortensen and Adam Schefter and mm-hmm. yeah, well, I I have you that, bring that kind of, I'm blaming you. I just got blindsided here. Normally, you know, when we're talking about Russ, I'm ready to go. I've, yeah, I've, I've got a backlog of arguments saying. typically ready, but in this case, it just came out of nowhere, and I was like, I never even really have considered the idea because the Giants stink and they don't have an offensive line, so it's been yeah, so off the this. radar. The Tish family. Uh, happens to be connected in movies and television, right? They're movie makers. Okay. And uh, Russell Wilson can commit and be, be he, uh, Russell Wilson in New York. Forget about it. Well, Jeffrey Lurie has that too, doesn't he? he li- Jeffrey Lurie literally came from Hollywood. Look, I, I hope that t- the so Tish did family... The, so did the Tishes. Look him up. Okay, well, I hope they've got connections to Lane Johnson, Jordan Mailata, Jason Kelsey, <laughs> Landon Dickerson. It's like, unless they've got connections to those guys, Russ ain't coming there. They, the they have nobody. Have, wait a minute. Wait a minute. The Eagles have Jalen Hurts, who shall not want. No, no, no. According I did not you. say that. I did not oh, say that. I did not say that. I, no, I, all I, I said was I had that. one moment. I had one moment, right. and that wasn't even this show. Yep. I just I was willing yep. to admit that I had one moment on Sunday <laughs> where I thought about yeah. keeping Hurts instead of Russ, 
But having oh, the thought and believing the thought are two very different moment. things. And I'm still it's on the Russ so train. Yes. So uh, no, 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 <laughs> Russ, I love Vince you, baby. Decided to keep Jalen Hurts. Russ, I know you're listening. I love you. Uh, your birthday's coming uh-huh. up this week. Yeah, we're, we're going to celebrate Russ. Russ Wilson's birthday's coming up. Oh, he knows week. all. Yeah, he knows all. Twenty nine. Wilson. Twenty nine. But let me ask you this then. He'll Russell, be taking that day off, I imagine. Russell Wilson's in New York. What's Daniel Jones doing? Whatever he wants, <laughs> he will bring us back a left, a right tackle. <laughs> he's heading. He'd to, have to be part of the deal. Right? He's heading to Carolina. Is that no, Seattle? You think? Right? You think, if you, think if so? You made that trade. Oh right, no. Like, yeah. well, that well, what do you think he's worth? What do you like? What would it take for you? Because you, you like obviously both you guys like Daniel Jones a lot more than I do. If if somebody was, if you were getting rid of him and going on for something else, you were going to use one of those draft picks, right? What would it take for you to be satisfied right. with dealing Daniel Jones? You would probably. I'm thinking if you were going to do it, you'd have to do it for another quarterback, right? So if you trade, there's nobody coming up in college, and I'm thinking I'd rather have the Daniel Jones. So if I were going to trade Jones for Russell Wilson. Now I'm going to take Jones, maybe one of the number ones, uh, maybe some other picks or something like that, and work out a trade to bring him here. So this way Daniel goes and plays in Seattle. He's not a bad quarterback. He's a starting quarterback. With a fresh start in Seattle, where it's a lot uh, easier to deal with than the New York media. And he's got Pete Carroll up there, who's a nurturing kind of quarterback. You know, would that work? Russell Wilson with the Giants, suddenly you got star power. Suddenly yeah. you can sell tickets. Suddenly you've got you got a pulse you're interested and then use the rest of the picks with the new general manager to uh, go out and get an offensive line and see what his idea is. But, you know, they, they right now, the biggest problem with the Giants, too, they have no they have no money. I mean, last week, last week, they had to restructure the kicker's contract <laughs> to have money to bring in practice squad players. Think about that. Oh they had to God. restructure Graham Gano's contract to get a few dollars to bring in practice squad players. Which those guys so make nothing. So next year, they have like we had three, more, three, three million they gave Gano. Think about this, Steve, right? Like you you're just talking about the kicker. They have to restructure the kick. When you're restructuring the kicker to sign practice squad guys, the team looks like this. They spend all this money on weapons. I mean, what do you right. do? Like, what do you do? How do you turn this around anytime soon? Because I'm an Eagles fan. I'm looking, okay, well, the Giants are gonna stink for the next two, three years. Like they're just it just well, feels like dead money everywhere. Well, here's what you do. First of all, you uh I, you get a coach or you get you know a coordinator, you get somebody to bring out the best in the talent. They have the talent. Jones is talented. Kenny Galladay is good. You know, he's talented. Uh, Kadarius Tony is talented. You look at the the skilled weird. players. They Very got weird, it. but what talented. They need, but, but he's good. <laughs> what they got to do is, you know, Andrew Thomas is a good lineman. What mm-hmm. they've got to do is get linemen. Get, get linemen, get pass rushers, do what they've always had to do. You know, when the Giants won those Super Bowls, uh, both both in the 80s and uh, in the 2000s, it was all about the pass rush. They have no pass rush. How can that happen? But they just don't, you know, and it's the same thing with uh, the offensive line. You know, you go back to any of those Super Bowls in the 80s, uh, they had the Suburbanites and they had Lawrence Taylor, they had Leonard Marshall, they had guys who were running in. You look at the uh, 07 Giants with Strahan, and then you have Yuminura, Justin Tuck. You couldn't get away from them. Now they have nobody. Aziz Ajalari, you know, they have Leonard Williams. You know, they have nothing. So you've got to fix that. Leonard Williams was um, there. <laughs> yeah, I did too. And I believe, you know, yeah, if they do anything, they got to get, you know, either 
I'm not a fan of Joe Judge because he has not shown me he can like Sirianni. You know, Sirianni comes in and the first couple of games, you know, it, it's not working. He screws up. So what does he do? You know what? After getting hit over the head by mostly WIP announcers going, run the ball. <laughs> oh, okay, I'll run the ball. And suddenly they become a running team. But he's he admits that. He's he's willing to make that mistake. Or he's willing to fix it. I have seen the defensive coordinator on the Giants, Patrick Graham, fix things. I've not seen Judge. I can't say this game was won by Joe Judge or this game. You know what I mean? He did this. He did that. I can point to things that Sirianni has done to fix it. I haven't seen that from Judge. So, I mean, for me, if they are going to wipe out the general manager, then the coach should go with them. Then just bring in – because you don't want to do this thing where, like, the coach comes in. You got – like the Jets. They have the general manager. They hire the coach. Then they fire the coach. They hire the GM. And you never get the two guys on the same page. Whereas if you had you bring in the GM, let him pick the coach, they decide on the quarterback. And I believe in this quarterback. Now go from there with a foundation. Instead of we're going to bring in – Joe Judge, we're going to force Jason Garrett on him. Mm -hmm. uh, we got Gettleman here. We're not too sure about him. We're going to give him another year, but he's on double secret probation. And it makes no sense. What the Eagles did, all right, they, we scrapping the whole thing. We're not going to, you know, we're going to do it with uh, Sirianni. He's going to bring in his own assistants. Howie's going to be Howie. Okay, I get that, but that's the plan. That's the way it is. But then when everybody's working together on the same page, you see what happens. They get the foundation. They're growing now. The Giants were never on the same page because Garrett was forced on Judge, who was forced on Gettleman. Mm -hmm. So I say, if you're going to do it, do it all the way. Yeah. And, you know, new coach, new GM, let them figure out what they're going to do. And then go over the players that you got, the guys you're committed to. Talented players there. They've got to get real live, uh, honest to goodness, offensive and defensive linemen. Right. Guys who can block guys who can rush to passing i hope they don't at any point in time and simultaneously yes, I know. somehow think that joe judge is still a great idea or the next incoming gm is or the owners say the next gm has to accept joe judge or whatever it is you need to keep as many pieces of this together uh but one thing i do know is that uh you and i and vince are going to enjoy thanksgiving we're going to enjoy oh yeah as uh as, as much uh, turkey and sides as as possible uh, but uh, before we let you go, the most important thing to know is, well, one, what is the best side? And two, do the, I, need, I, need a, I need a prediction here at the, on Sunday. I think one question for you. Is there macaroni on the Thanksgiving table for you? So uh, me, no. For you, no. See, I do macaroni and cheese. You but, don't have macaroni? I'm a no macaroni guy on Thanksgiving. There's too many other times wow. you use macaroni and cheese. There's barbecues. Turkey there's, is not a headliner. See, that's that's I always have it. This is my this is my fight every year. If the turkey is not the star, you're a bad chef because turkey needs to be the star. That's the point it's of what? Thanksgiving. But is it good? Yes. If is turkey it? were a headliner, you would be you would want your money back. If the headliner <laughs> were a turkey, you'd want your money back. I'm so saying. don't give me that turkey's a headliner. Turkey's no star. Turkey's hard to cook. Turkey is extremely hard to cook. And everybody just assumes like, mm -hmm. ah, it's a little dry. Everybody's going to enjoy it and slap some gravy on it. No, oh, that thing's got to like. be singing with moisture and fat and goodness, and you got to make it work. That's what I'm saying. Good Lord, just don't stick the bird you in know, and baster it. Just make chicken. Just make chicken. Just remember one thing. Just remember one thing. 
if the pilgrims were served a donkey, we'd all have a piece of ass on Thanksgiving. Bum. <laughs> See, Just there saying. he is. There, there he, he is, is, ladies and gentlemen, Steve Trevelis. Try the veal, not the turkey. Uh, Steve, we appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. Uh, tell the people, one, where they can follow you on all the social and when they can hear you uh, in, in multiple markets, actually. <laughs> At Real Steve Trev is my Twitter. Uh, I'm on uh, the coveted 2 to 5 a.m. shift on the Friday into Saturday on WIP, where they put the Giant fan, uh, <laughs> and followed by the Shank of the Evening, and uh, Monday through Thursday, New Jersey, 101.5, 7 to 11. Unbelievable. It's, uh, and how, uh, run to 10, um, would you, would you, uh, I don't know, would you trust Vince Quinn to make you a meal at any point? Because that's, uh, I, I just, I feel as though, do you know what he, his cooking style is putting like bacon fat on top of mashed potatoes, then frying them and calling them home fries? Is that an acceptable, like, are no. you, yeah, yeah, see, that's, a, yeah, thank you. It's delicious. I had it this morning. It was amazing. And uh, I sent a picture you to you on Twitter, grease John. on mashed potatoes? So here, here's what you do. You get mashed potatoes, you fry them, yeah. you fry them in the pan, like you thin them out a lot. And uh, you, you throw them in the pan for like 10 minutes, pretty high heat, and you blacken them a little bit so it's crispy. It's delicious. It's home fries. It's easy. It's Somehow he's making turkey seem good on Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> making potato pancakes over here, and it feels like he's reinventing the wheel. Yeah, it's delicious. You're the welcome. You're welcome over for breakfast dish. anytime. Both of you. Both of you are welcome anytime. Uh, well, uh uh, we'll uh, we'll try and take him up on that, Steve. And in the meantime, my friend, uh, we'll probably actually see you for the next Giants game because we can rehash a lot of this stuff and still feel see if you feel the same about Daniel Jones and the in the rest of this crew, man. We really appreciate it. We'll talk in a couple of weeks. Take care, guys. Happy Thanksgiving. See you, brother. Bye, buddy. <laughs>